0: Hello and welcome to week number two of Trekcation to the Next Generation. This is Film Seizure. I am Jeff Arbuckle. With me, as always, Chuck Moore. Hi. And Jason Oliver. Hey. Hi. And joining us on our usual Trekation trips, our treks, treks, if you will, our treks—that would be T R E X, right? Trex. Are you guys astronauts
1: on some kind of Star Trek?
0: Yes, um, hey, with us? us is Ken Shuttleworth. I love Ken. that joke. Ken, Ken. <laughs> All right, so we are uh, at the at, at the crown jewel of the uh, uh, of the next generation movies. First contact movie. It it is a
2: movie. <laughs>
0: it sure yeah. is.
2: Unlike unlike what's that other one we watched? Generations. Generations. Yes, this is a movie.
0: Yes, uh, instantaneously we were all much happier. Yes, yes. It, it is twice the budget
1: about about twice the budget, but yes, it has more cinematic sensibilities
0: for sure. yes yep Yeah starting just with the score, that's something yep. we didn't talk about last week. Yep. Dennis McCarthy who did the the most of the incidental music and the and the you know episode by episode music, for next generation did the music for generations mm-hmm. and it is lackluster yeah it's not even memorable right no I've, but yeah yeah so this time around we have jerry goldsmith who is the man yeah i mean between well i mean between him and um james horner i mean that's what you think of when you think of star trek music yep at least in my you know outside of the original theme you Most know definitely. the alexander courage theme i mean it's certainly
1: the movie music yeah yeah oh yeah yeah
0: yeah um because i think this was about the time i think jerry goldsmith also did the music for voyager right before this and it has a, a very similar kind of sweeping tone to it i think he did voyager but yeah so no right out of the gate it's like there's no stupid bottle flying through space <laughs> well it's this bitch and pullout shot actually of of picard in his starfleet
1: uniform in like one of the borg uh, Alco- alcoves yes yeah. and it's pulling out from him through from his eye from his eye from the from the from inside out of the borg it's yeah. super cool it's a great shot and it yeah you've got that music big music you know it, the credits are coming in like like a yeah we're
0: we're we're starting a movie here right and it feels it feels exuberant it feels uh, cinematic, yes. Um, but so you mentioned the opening there. We see you know Picard having a nightmare about his time as uh, as a Borg. This is this is uh, really kind of more of a sequel to the uh, best of both worlds yeah. episodes. Um, it doesn't really like there were other Borg episodes after that, but none of them really kind of played into much of anything other than you know this was this was what it was best of both worlds that this was tying into and then from here voyager took this version of the Borg forward from here so um the do, do voyager have a borg on the ship yeah seven and nine that's right jerry ryan yeah so
1: that's this is where my star trek knowledge starts to wane because i didn't watch voyager i liked voyager um But yeah, I knew that there was a more character, and she showed up on the Picard show too, didn't she?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have no Star Trek knowledge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chuck's just—he's just see him. He's got his arms folded. He's grimacing at the. He's like this movie. Sucked <laughs> Generations is so much better
2: I fucking love Generations It's written for people like me Who don't know Star Wars And or Star Trek <laughs>
1: And it had Kirk in
2: it This movie did not have Kirk in it
1: This movie no Kirk This movie Star Trek movie Didn't have fucking Kirk in it
2: Are they out of their falcon minds <laughs> <laughs> Can't make a Star Trek movie without Kirk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that that's behind us, I hated Generation. Yeah, <laughs> we all did. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I even said I I liked it less than Star Trek Five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you tuned in last week, you know none of us were very impressed. No, this we week, we could barely talk about the movie in a linear fashion.
2: No, so, this week, however, yeah, I think we all
0: are impressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is this is this is a well-made movie. Yes. Um, And it's a well-written movie, while it it is definitely the beginning of one thing that a lot of next generation, like big time fans struggle with, which is the shift away from the character, the characterizations that they're that they know. But I'd rather have better movies than a strict bible of this is how these characters should act Mm -hmm. um and a lot of that is focused on picard because he is a, a little bit of a madman in this he's so much more interesting in this movie than he is in generations yeah i
1: mean yeah it's clearly his movie obviously he's the one who's got the emotional connection to the borg and all of that and it's but it never feels a little too much and it never feels overplayed Right, right. It's it's a pretty good, consistent tone, and he grows, and all all the right character things happen. Correct. And so next week we're gonna. No. <laughs> I also want to mention. I think this this is technically the most successful Star Trek movie. I think financially, so. but not adjusted for. A not
0: fashion. not counting the the uh, J J Abrams three. Right. Yeah, I always forget those exist. But <laughs> well, I mean. Of the, yeah, well, okay, we can. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to go on another truckation with those, aren't we? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. I'll force that one. <laughs> well, I don't know. Jason didn't force the last one. It's,
2: an, it's the only other time we'll get more Leonard Nimoy, right? That's, That's true. true. And That's I do true. like the first
1: one of the JJs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I do know. And Beyond those, is actually. good, too. It's okay. Yeah. It's not bad. um No, this is just one of those. Yeah, it's... um. This movie is, I mean, honestly, this movie is a little bit of a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, um, because it's constantly tense. But you know something that something I complained about last week. Getting back to comparing it to generations, notice every single member of the cast had something to do. Yes, yeah, most definitely. Uh, they weren't just there because they're there. It's like I mean, because there were. Well, what did I say last week? Like, Worf and Doctor Crusher had basically nothing to do. Right. Last one. Last the only movie? person in this movie that really doesn't do a whole lot is
2: Riker. And that's because he directed the film. Well, right. yeah. He was, yeah. He was doing a lot of other things. <laughs> he was, right. He was yeah. doing he all was along the for the ride a lot in, the, he in was, this movie. But, but, I but I think that was on purpose. Not yeah, because they didn't th- know what to do. And, with and,
1: and, and Dr. Mommy doesn't do a ton either. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does a ton for you. She does do a ton for me. <laughs> well, she, Big, she... big Beverly Crusher fan here. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mommy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ken, what do you think about you know, Dr. Mommy? <laughs> I love
2: Dr. Mommy. Is that do we even introduce that you're still here?
3: I don't yeah, know. Well, yeah, okay, we did. Okay, I yeah, forget. Yeah. I he did forget his what happened. Yes,
2: he did.
0: <laughs> much like last week I've just been sitting here going, yep. 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 Yep, yep. Well, okay. Well, let's let's um how do you feel about Dr. Mommy? <laughs> <laughs> I just answered that question. Okay. I, you know, to be honest with you, it's like yeah, uh let's let's talk about the the uh the space babes for a second. Here. <laughs> because I was always more into Counselor Troy, but Marina Sirtis is not a very good actress. Yeah, she <laughs> she's, really, she's really not. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> because like on the TV show, she was just like had no expression. Mhm. At least like Gates McFadden could like emote.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she's she was always a good foil to Picard.
0: Yes. Yeah. Whereas Troy was just kind of the there. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah I mean she's I mean, a Tro- Vulcan Troy though. Would, she shouldn't have an expression Troy would be a right?
2: a good she's foil. She's, yeah, she's not a Vulcan. Oh, she's not. No, Betazoid. yeah, she's, not oh, she's, not. No, yeah she's, she's
1: kind of like the Betazoid, op- yeah. she's kind of like the opposite she's empathic. Of Vulcan. She is like all about emotion. So she's super em- yeah. empathic.
0: empathic empathic Thank yeah. you. Yep, she's pathetic at acting. <laughs> well, when we're it trying comes to, to having the face act, yes, she is. <laughs> yeah,
1: but unfortunately, that's like a power that doesn't give you a lot to do other than like it, give uh, people the romulans
0: are lying to you other yeah, yeah. exactly
1: or, or give people like unsolicited counseling <laughs> she does not lot that, but <laughs> her and
0: dr crusher did do uh <laughs> yoga in that one episode so that was that was pretty yeah, was good. good
2: you shot. need some <laughs> counselor troy time with your beverly crusher uh, crush though
0: and i'll just take deanna troy time on the side <laughs> <laughs> we're we're devolving here sorry so uh, backing up here Um, so yeah this uh, this was one of those things where it's like the original series movies like they they had Klingons or the original series their main villain was the Klingons they were the most interesting villain that they had outside of the Romulans but they, they got to bring the Klingons into their movies and this was like well what do we got that can really undo generations because that didn't that didn't score very well with critics it didn't score very well with uh with fans and it's like well bored
2: right i mean those are those are the
0: most popular episodes
2: of the show yeah it feels like a natural progression for i mean i didn't watch all of next generation i watched some episodes obviously but it, it felt like the thing you would do
1: Right. You right. should do. I mean, Best of Both Worlds Parts 1 and 2 were huge television events for Star Trek nerds.
2: Well, like, we, we talked about this mm-hmm. briefly last night. Like, I'd never seen those episodes. I can imagine the anguish over that.
3: Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two and a half of months worlds. of trying to figure I, out. I like, remember waiting that summer, like, so psyched when it
0: came back. It was so, only two and a
2: half
3: happen. months, though? Yeah. That's kind of... That's short... Yeah, compared to
2: some cliffhangers. Well, course, but.
0: because Star Trek was in syndication, it was also late 80s and through the 90s. There were 26 episodes per season. So, like, the seasons would run September to June. And so, like, that episode was, like, mid-June, and it came back at the end of September. Right. Okay. Oh, uh, So, I guess three and a half months. That's yeah. still right. a big-ass Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially Yeesh. when you're, you know, for me, I was, what, 13, 14 or so, yeah. So it's yep. like, you know, I'm mean, like chomping at the bit to find out what happens. And I was saying, Ken, to them, it's like, you know, that whole summer, I was pretty convinced it's like, yeah, that's the end of Picard. It's going to be Captain Riker's show now. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't like, wh- was there any outside show like involvement of maybe he was leaving or anything like, or contract yes. stuff? Yeah. Well, I think
0: uh, there was actually, yeah. Patrick Seward had a three year contract and um after the like the first two seasons were fucking disaster like everybody hated the people running the show um like it was it we talked a little bit about this in trackcation i don't mean the shit on gene roddenberry but he was a very peculiar person (laughs) and he was a horrible control freak and he uh like what he would like when he would show up on set it was just miserable for everybody because normally what would happen is an episode was going in one direction and then they're going to change the entirety of the episode because he didn't like something and it was just it was like all sorts of like there were just a bunch of horror stories nobody really like the actors never felt comfortable around production and then when roddenberry got too sick to be on set then that was when rick berman Took the reins and the whole thing changed at that right. point, and so by before the end of that season, Patrick Stewart had renewed, but this episode was written, but so it was kind of like this is a backdoor if he decides not to come back. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of a behind-the-scenes purpose to really have that kind of a uh, of a finale man that would have been nuts if he didn't come back at all and Mm -hmm. that was just the end yeah yeah like crazy nuts well and the thing is it's like also the first two seasons were just the fans weren't really liking i liked and when i watched those when i watched the episodes it's like i just now got to season four but when i was watching those episodes it's like ah this is kind of stupid a couple of them are really bad (laughs) but it's like Yeah, you know i mean i mean when
1: i when it aired live i was what year did it come out 90
0: 87
1: 87 was when next generation started yeah oh my god so i was only like
0: eight loved it yeah i mean (laughs) it was one of those things i think i was too young to be too critical about those early and so watching some of those it's like i know what i'm getting myself into and it's kind of nostalgic yeah like that um but season three is phenomenal i mean 20 of those uh, of the 26 episodes are just fucking great yeah at least i mean just there are just some really good episodes in there mm-hmm. um and then season four like the very next episode after um the second part of best of both worlds is really really good and that was one thing i meant to bring up last week because that's the very next episode is when Picard goes to recover at his family vineyard. Yeah. And he meets, you know, his brother's a Mm -hmm. shithead to him. And uh, it's kind of the the Luke Skywalker, Uncle Owen kind of thing where it's like, I don't want my kid going off to do what you do. I want him to be here at the vineyard. And it's just sibling rivalry stuff, you know. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's like all those episodes are just phenomenal. And they're, yeah, so... It, it, again it's kind of one of those things where it's like they were really one of the problems with star trek in the 90s and actually before i get to that i guess i should ask ken how did what what did you watch like from the very beginning too or
3: no i actually didn't get into it until it was probably third or fourth season so um, right about the time that, that that it actually got decent yeah um I've gone back and watched the first two seasons, but they
0: don't stick with
3: me enough that I care to go back and see them more than
0: once. Yeah, a lot of the problem with the first two seasons, it felt like there were a lot of ideas and a lot of writers and a lot of ideas that were leftovers from the original series. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where it's like they were barely able to get the Borg idea in. And technically, the Borg idea started with season one, it just, they went about it a different way when they got to season two. And then at that point, they realized it's like, okay, well, we can do something with this now. And, you know, it became the signature monster for the show. Right. I, th- I thought that episode with
2: Q was cool. Oh, Q who? Q who? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the whole idea of introducing the Borg, but also letting us know it's a long time away like you're not going to see this next week you're not going to see it in 4 weeks this is 2 years of travel yeah but then when it comes they're like well they know we're here they're going to come for us like that whole thing I love that awesome. I love
1: I love that the the fact that yes he he prepared them for the eventuality that they're going to have to face them again but also or is the reason why they now are aware of them
2: but also yeah it prepared them made them i mean if if picard had not been assimilated they wouldn't have won right right
0: mm-hmm. i mean they wouldn't have uh, yeah won. so q definitely yeah there's a lot going on with that episode because it's like you like you think you're ready for anything that comes out here well let me show you something you're not ready yeah. for which is changing the natural course of things but at the same time being helpful he's like a mixleplex or yeah
1: kinda. Yeah,
2: totally. yeah yeah
1: yeah I, I always loved Q. Q. q episodes are my favorite whenever it was
2: a new q episode i would like get so excited I yeah i don't want to derail this but i'm going <laughs> to ask a question that I, I really don't understand his motivation and it's unimportant to first contact really <laughs> but he is so powerful why does he even care to be on the enterprise or part of it is that He's, just a curiosity? It's a, a like, curiosity. It's, okay. it's, it's boredom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We can move past that. Then I was just
0: wondering. <laughs> yeah, it's it's curiosity born through boredom of being omnipotent, which yeah. also gets him in trouble in the season three episode where he loses his powers and and Picard does the famous face palm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the um Yeah, so first contact comes along in '96. That's mm-hmm. 25 years ago now. That's crazy. Yeah, I know it's nuts. It looks pretty good. It does.
1: Five year old movie. It does look mm-hmm. good. Yeah. All this, all the um, space battle stuff at the beginning looks awesome.
2: Yeah, it looks awesome. The way that, and we haven't gotten to this part yet. But what is? I don't know what the Borg lady, sweaty lady is. Borg queen. The Borg queen. The Borg queen. But when they
3: put <laughs> sure, her sweaty. together,
2: yeah. It looks really good. It does. I was like, that looks seamless. It's a good effect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she's very clammy. Whew.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Someone get
1: her a towel. <laughs> a beach towel. But you she know really what? She should have, a, have one of her Borg uh, drones that's just wiping her off all the, the time. Her <laughs> forehead for her.
3: Yeah. His, his implants are just <laughs> towels on his fingers. <laughs> He's like a little mop head. It's like a yeah. car wash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when one's dirty he just pulls it off and there's another one <laughs> <Yep>. yeah can do what grows out
0: yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's funny is though it's like I am sure I am actually pretty damn positive without having to actually see it I'm sure there's there are plenty of people out there who think of Borg Queen as Borg mommy oh I'm sure oh, I'm sure I'm there's sure. lots of cosplay for it yeah, too, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I imagine yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah,
1: I mean, she she it is kind of weird how how erotic that character is for how and how really gross looking she is. It's it, but it's she does a really good job. That actor is great.
0: Um, she's she's into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she sells it for sure, right? Which is an important key because it like it is kind of a seduction Mm -hmm. play in, in part of this movie. Um, so, okay. So we, as Jason mentioned, you know, like the pulling out through Picard's eye, seeing the huge board cube from the inside out and like the endlessness of it. And Picard wakes up, decides to do the movie thing by splashing some water on his face. And, uh, (laughs) he starts seeing like his skin moving around. And it's like, yeah, that's gross. And then like a little implant pops out and then, Double Nightmare. Double Nightmare. Double Nightmare. And uh, he gets a call from an admiral <laughs> saying, "Hey, um so we we received reports from a, from a base that's like it's been attacked and like Picard's like, "Yeah, I already know it's the Borg." Cuz uh, apparently for the last 6 years, his uh, he's been connected to the Borg the whole time in some sort of way. Yeah, in some sort of way. It's like
1: this sort of passive connection. He can hear or feel the borg's actions yeah sporadically
0: yeah and so uh this we get the um a nice shot of the new enterprise the enterprise e um you can't have uh, the it's pretty cool looking yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um it is, it is yeah looking. It, well, it was, one was of those funny th- but <laughs> it was one of those things that it's like i never loved the look of the enterprise d because hmm. it was such a departure from, because like, I'm I'm a big fan of the movie Enterprise from the first two movie first three movies right and uh, I you know like the the D was like okay well it's all it's that much more futuristic but it's like I always felt it was like not angular enough it was like too I could kind of see that too I, curvy I
3: actually did like features of it because the a and b couldn't do a saucer separation
0: no or at least we never saw it which that was
3: actually a cool component especially in like the best of both worlds oh yeah yeah. it plays Mm -hmm. into the to the whole like strategy yeah first time i ever saw that i was like oh shit that's cool (laughs) Yeah, yeah
0: yeah oh they they liked that so much it was in the very first episode yep it's like the runaway from Q. It's like, go oh, separate the saucer. Uh, that was a, that's a good
1: point on the, the saucer separation, too, because they, they use the fact that Picard knows everything there is to know. They use that kind of against the Borg. They kind of yeah. like, well, you think we're going to do this because that was the plan, but we they, they subvert it. And I always mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's what makes the Borg a really compelling villain because it's a little bit like chess to defeat the Borg. You've got to think ahead. You've got to change your tactics. You're always having to adapt like they're adapting, right? And that creates a lot of tension. It creates a lot of um, uh, there's really, really interesting story beats. You know, there's, there's there's a lot of creative things you can do with that. You basically have to trap
2: them. Yeah. like you, Like you said, like you do with chess. If you play someone a couple times, they start to understand your moves, mm-hmm. then you switch it on them. Yeah, Yeah. Well, they had already, the fact that they assimilate Picard, learn all their moves, Mm -hmm. right? They don't have to it's the first time they play him, but they know we can subvert this on them, and Picard kind of does that in First Contact a little bit, but yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they read his OSHA poster. Yes, they did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that actually wasn't the Borg. That was the <laughs> crazy sisters. <laughs> well, good news though. Now everybody does get. They do now get paid ten space dollars. <laughs> ten space <laughs> bucks. The wage gone up. Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, it's dangerous. You know. Yeah, but, that's true. Um, well, one
3: thing I like, just real quick, as far as a villain type for the Borg is the little cool components that they add to it, like if they don't pose or see you as a threat, they're not going to bother you. Mm-hmm. And like when they're like, uh, Patrick Stewart and or Picard and, uh, what's her name from that was beamed up for Lily, Lily, or like walking amongst the crowd. And she's just like all freaked out. and mm-hmm. It does create some, Kind of good tension when whenever that's going. That's on well. always
1: unsettled me for sure. The fact that those scenes where they just walk down the corridors and the Borgs are just going about
2: their business yes. always creeps me out. They're like yeah. worker bees. Yep. Yeah, like unless you're near the hive or gonna get to the queen, they don't yeah. care.
0: Well, that's one of those things that like kind of makes it cool in the final confrontation because like Picard goes into the engineering area and he walks by the one who like turns and looks at him like as as he's like disappearing off frame and then later you see him following and he's like he's just making sure you know but he's not he's not getting in the way because you're not in the way but he's ready right right and uh, yeah it's like it's those types of things that it's like and of course there's the obvious to us like you know everybody nobody likes uh the idea of like basically losing your identity and stuff that's why like you know that's why zombies are scary Mm, and to a certain extent vampires too because the idea is that you change when you know people fear that change Um, yeah I mean there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to the Borg and um, yeah I always thought they were just like whoever
3: came up with that idea I thought that was a really cool thing for a villain
0: yeah like you said
3: there are so many layers to it and it's not your typical villain where you can walk by them and they're like, all right, you don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. Right? You know? There's, there's an interesting
1: thing too about, it's almost the, the total perversion of the Federation. Yeah. Right. Because the Federation because is, 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 is a very much, is very much a conglomerate. It's very much, uh, um, a, a socialism in a lot of ways. Right?
0: Well, yeah. Well, also though, with the, with the, with the Federation, it's like they have very, very deep rooted rules about letting people have their own like culture yeah yeah right
1: right 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 so so it's still it's it's almost like a i mean i don't know maybe this is reading too much into it but it's it's kind of like socialism versus communism Right? right, I mean the Borg is very communistic, whereas the Federation is very much uh, you know a socialistic
0: society. Are, are you saying there's a difference between socialism and communism? I, can, I know. Can you believe it? Yeah, there's, and it's they're, a pretty big <laughs> one.
2: <laughs> there's not. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna have to call fake news on that one, Jason. But, but it's uh, funny
1: to the. Oh, sorry. No, you're ahead. fine. I was just gonna f- finish my point real quick about the, because the, the that is brought up in this movie with. Um, Lily's character she's you know learning all about what this federation is and you know then Picard is talking to her about the fact that there's really no concept of of money anymore and and you get that again in this episode and it's sort of the you get the manifesto of Gene Roddenberry's vision from Picard and when it explaining essentially what Star Trek is about to Lily and I think that's cool and then you have that juxtaposed juxtaposed against the borg right which is that kind of concept but taken to these very dangerous extremes
2: we will er- erase invidu-
0: individuality right. you will become one you know that's, yeah yeah that's what right with yep. one centralized power right. as opposed to several powers working together right right yeah, yeah.
2: Um, you were going to say something I'll I'll wait because we'll probably get to the part I was going to oh okay
0: Um, yeah so we get we get the message that uh, there's been uh, a Borg attack and that a cube is headed for uh, Earth directly for Earth and so um, this kind of replays a little bit of that same concept that best of both worlds had which was you know heading for Earth but instead of seeing the big space battle or technically, not seeing the big space battle in Best of Both Worlds mm-hmm. at uh, Wolf Three Five Nine, uh, we get it actually at Earth's doorstep, basically, and yeah. So you see all these you know ships kind of buzzing around the board ship, trying to like um, uh, you know attack, and there and there is a little bit of a chilling part to that too, because it's like they're hearing the battle not go well, yeah, because they've been told to stay away because all of a sudden now the Federation is not too cool with Picard formerly being a Borg. Yeah, they don't fully trust that he won't do something stupid.
2: Divulge (laughs) the workplace... (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the OSHA posters. Yeah, the OSHA posters, I mean it's, it's a valid concern. <laughs> it just happened, you yeah. know, two years ago. Um so but but they're also it's also short-sighted because nobody knows the Borg better than him, and that's what he knows and that's why he's frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: And yeah, because you could almost there's two ways that you could even look at the Federation's perspective too, which is one, he, um we don't really know what it's like for somebody to be assimilated mm-hmm. and no longer be assimilated. And two, we, you know, it's like also, um, maybe he is a crazy person looking for revenge, right? Um, uh, yeah, right. So
1: emotionally, he's compromised, right? Right. So, which which turns out he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, boy, it does it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so he's like basically, you know, he's hearing everything going to Shitsville, and he's like, hey. all right, you know what fuck this. Yeah, we're going. Yep. And, and and data's like, yeah, fuck these orders, bitch. <laughs> to hell Flipping. with our orders. Yep. <laughs> and so they they fly off the join and it's a good thing they show up. Yes, because uh they save that day They they're there for like, I don't know, like 5 minutes and they blow up the board cube.
2: Yeah. Uh, picard has some kind of knowledge of a particular pain point on the cube and tells everyone to fire at it. Yep, shoot
0: all of your rockets and stuff But like Just before that Worf was going to go on a suicide mission. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant Well, Lieutenant Commander by this time. Lieutenant Worf is my favorite next generation character. Yeah. Uh he is like super deadpan funny. Like cuz like even uh like uh, later when when Picard has to apologize for calling him a a, a wimp or something. Some. Yeah. It's like, I, I apologize for some of the things I said. Some, some. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's, um, he's on the Defiant because by this time he's transferred to deep space nine. The Defiant is deep space Nine's ship. And so he's going to, uh, which is funny because the, the sole purpose of the Defiant was to be a small ship that could be maneuverable to fight the Borg. And that is not going well. (laughs) They need an upgrade. Yeah. (laughs) So the Enterprise comes in and saves everybody on the Defiant, which you know they probably didn't end up living after all. No, they probably
1: were all assimilated. (laughs) Probably.
0: So, uh, so Worf comes up to the uh, to the bridge, and it's like, "Hey, we could use your help because, hey, pal, how's it going? Would they assimilate (laughs) Worf into the Enterprise? Enterprise. yeah. 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 So uh, he, uh, uh, um, they end up like yeah, shoot all of your lasers and rockets and stuff into this one spot, and it blows up the cube. But a little tiny baby Borg ship comes out, <laughs> baby Borg, baby Borg a sphere. His little Borg sphere, yeah. yeah. And uh, it creates a temporal, uh, like uh, I don't know, a portal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. It's like they're going to travel in time, and the Enterprise follows it. And they, as they're in this kind of time tunnel thing, they see Earth is all like copper colored now and it's like full of methane. Because probably they're all, farts. It's all, it's all, all that the Borg farts. Uh, yeah. Borg farts. Borg farts. That rich Swedish food. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they realize when they come out of it that they've gone <laughs> um, to 2063 and uh that this is about the time of first contact
1: but they but they but they realized that they destroyed the borg the baby borg escaped but then they scan earth and everything on earth is a borg and
0: they're like how the fuck did that happen no no that was while they were in the time tunnel yeah but they yeah i know but they but that that don't they hadn't, they come gone, back, they they hadn't, hadn't gone, gone back they hadn't gone back in time, the time yet. tunnel yet because they right.
1: realize that earth has been Borged, and they're like how right. the fuck did that happen
0: so they come yeah. out and um they realize where they are and the borg is firing on this position in montana yeah and that's when picard realizes that oh they've come here to stop first contact
1: yep and to, they've
0: assimilated earth while it was at its weakest basically right yeah. so right assuming because what they saw in the time tunnel was if the enterprise didn't interfere, yeah, basically, yeah all right, so uh, so here's where we meet Zephram Cochran. now <laughs> Zephram Cochran goes back to the original series. Um, I think the actor was Glenn Corbett who played him. Um, Glenn Corbett was the star of Nashville girl oh, and he was really? also yeah he was huh. uh, and he was also Zephyr Cochran. Now Cochran in the original series was living on this planet. And he was basically younger um, and he was living a symbiotic relationship with this gaseous cloud thing that basically loved him and provided for him. So he had no real reason to like resist it or leave it. And later, realizing that he couldn't live like that, the cloud turned itself into a hot lady and he's like, all right, well, I can live like this now. <laughs> and then I, we assume he probably died on that planet. <laughs> all right. Did all that make sense, lady? Yeah. <laughs> with the with the hot gas lady, she probably her farts probably smell wonderful. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> but Zefram Cochrane and this is played by. Uh, Oh no, shit. Blake James Carmel. James Carl yeah, it was, James Carmel. Yep. God, I was blanking. Um and his uh assistant, Lily, who is Alfred Water. Yes. And they are uh they have built the Phoenix, which is the first warp ship that Earth has ever flown. And um that is the that's the thing that creates first contact, essentially. Right. It goes fast enough that the space people recognize s- that there's something going on there. Yeah. They don't expect Because uh, one of the things, like the early like the early Federation, there's four species that make up the Federation. And like the one thing they're always looking for is warp. Like is is there an unexpected warp signature around this area that's kind of a cool explanation
2: even for us as earthlings as to why we haven't seen aliens is because they're not really we haven't proven we're advanced enough to play ball yep right exactly that's the whole idea here is earthlings until that time had not exhibited any you know yep special qualities it's it's kind of the plot
1: of of um, carl sagan's contact
2: yeah yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, until you can really. Until you can decipher this crazy fucking frequency that's beaming from this star and actually have the technology to hear it and translate it, we're not going to bother with you.
0: That was Vega, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Vega. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, so, yeah, because. But what it's it almost in reverse because in contact, they send the signal and then they finally are able to interpret it and they build a machine that takes them to the aliens. Right. Not. They only don't come to them. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Because they have a um, fourth dimensional type of yeah. travel. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because that movie is eerily representative of what we would have to deal with if we found out this sort of stuff. Yeah. Because, um, first of all, you have the zealots. Mm-hmm. Second, they they beat back another transmission, only to find out it's Hitler from the thirty six Olympics. Yep. Which then everybody's like, "Oh, well, we can't we can't alive with this." Like they don't fucking know what these that aliens means. are canceled. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember this movie. Barely At all. Oh, it's great.
1: Yeah, Jodie Foster. Matthew Gun- I, I know who's in it. I just have. We should seen cover it. it sometime. It's excellent. It yep. is Tom Skerritt. Yep. Tom Scarrett was a good guy.
2: Mm-hmm. He yeah. was a, he was a good guy in that one movie. The ice is gonna break. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dead Zone. Well, he's he's Dallas. Dead Zone. Yeah. Why can't I
1: remember the name of it? He's ultimate. Good guy. An alien. Yeah. Jeff.
2: Scarrett's been a good guy. Okay. Did he just just
1: pass away?
0: I think he did, didn't he? I don't know. I think he did. Anyway, look that up. Um, Yeah, yeah, we're we're on
1: a way divergent. Sorry. Well, it's, yeah, you know. So, um,. So they go down. So, yes. so, so actually, what's happening is that the Borg is shooting, the sphere is shooting down at the the rocket launch site, and right. it damages some stuff. And I think pretty much they they think that it's some faction of some paramilitary yeah, group so that's trying the, to like.
0: This is ten years after World War Three, and the world's governments are just totally fucked. And basically, the United States is not one central government anymore. It's various factions, and that's and, and basically they're they're constantly raiding. Is is the impression that that I have? Apparently, I put Tom Skerritt
1: in an early grave. I'm sorry, Tom. No, oh. he is still alive at the um, ripe age of eighty seven.
0: Nice. He's never going to listen to this show again. <laughs> um, so the uh, yeah, so basically the people on the ground think that that's what's going on now. The Enterprise and the Borg Cube are a little messed up from going through the time tunnel. The Enterprise doesn't have shields. Their sensors are screwed. I'm assuming the same is, in, is the case for the Borg Cube because they just shoot a couple of quantum torpedoes and blah, bam, oh. Yes. But the Enterprise's shields are down. What happens? Someone came over. Yep. They beamed yep. over. Everybody in the little baby Borg. Beamed over (laughs) into the Enterprise. Yep, that's some some fast thinking. So it pays to be the bork. Well, yeah, because all those that's one advantage they have is that they quick decisions, quick decisions, and everybody's on board. On board. Well, also they're on on board. board
2: Go on board. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: They also have where the temperature's changing and everything. Yeah, I like that. Don't immediately know why. Yeah, I like that. There's a little detail that Jordy mentions, and it almost feels like a
1: throwaway before he goes down to the ground. He's like, it's it's getting a little... Check the climate control in here. It's getting a little warm, and you kind of think, well, it's just maybe Jordy being good at engineering,
2: but nope. And it's cool. They take those Borg, which by nature weren't ever scary, right? The, mm-hmm. the idea of them is scary. In from the show, they weren't really scary. Right. But then they turn them into like... They're Almost zombies. A slasher killer. Yeah. To start. Yeah, you don't you don't see them. It's
1: sort of POV killer. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. On the yeah. Borg. Um, it, they, it is
2: very much treated
1: like a slasher. You have the the classic you know scene of the person looking up or looking out back around and in the expression and you hear of fear them scream and, and, and then yeah. the yeah. cutaway. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then updating their look to make them look slimy and clammy mm-hmm. and and veiny. Like, yeah, they're very. Um, they they they've got a bad case of necrosis. Necrosis, yeah. <laughs> um, because you know, really, and so that and was the TV show. They were just kind of pale, right. And, right? and the idea was was that things were applied to them. Now these Borgs have things coming out of them. Yeah. So there is a change in assimilation. I don't know if they actually explained that on Voyager or not. I don't remember. But certainly Voyager follows this mode, yeah. of, and so. Yeah. Whereas, because when Picard was assimilated in Best of Both Worlds, they just basically did operation on him and pulled the stuff out, and he was fine. Yeah, they had those little band aids on his head at the end of that. Uh, you know, the yeah, second part. Yeah,
1: you are right. This this new assimilation tactic feels almost more viral.
0: Yeah, and it, and it seems like it kills the host. Yeah. While leeching off of them. Yeah. 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 Because like Picard's like, yeah. By the way, just kill whoever. <laughs> gets assimilated there's no coming back for them which which if i were one which of the guys feels in the a back little, it feels a little callous because like well you came back yeah i would be yeah. like um, but sir you came back yeah totally it's <laughs> so like if steve gets assimilated i don't want to shoot Steve. steve's not important <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so now we have a breakup of of the crew because um picard and data go back to the ship when they realize that there's a Picard crusher and data go back to the ship when they realize that there's a problem with the, with the thing. And crusher has to take Lily who has radiation poisoning. Yeah. So that's right.
1: Cause she got radiation poisoning in the damage to the the, the, the Yeah. The ship. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, so you have everybody kind of split up now you have, Oh, they had to inoculate themselves too. Cause they yep. were all exposed as well. Exactly. Yep. So you have, uh, crusher picard data wharf and new guy hawk don't don't get know him very don't don't worry about getting to know him very well no but he's a famous face i can always forget that neil guy's mcdonough name. yes thank yeah. you um this was one of his first movies I think. Yeah, it had to be yeah um, so young in it yeah um they're all on the ship dealing with the borg situation Riker, troy jordy <laughs> and lieutenant barkley the last guy you want dealing with history changing things is uh on the planet helping Cochran Trying to find Cochrane. Well, they trying don't to find him first. first yeah. And then second, trying to fix the pho- they have to fix the Phoenix. Right. So they have twelve hours. Right. And another
2: so, movie with twelve hour time frame. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So they um so now you have this this really, really, really helps because you have the people on Earth are kind of blissfully unaware of the shit that they're having to deal with. Up, Like, you know, maybe one of Picard's best buddies or maybe the piece of ass he's screwing right now got assimilated, and he's going to come back and find out. It's like, oh, Steve got assimilated. Whoa. And they had to kill him. Poor Steve. Poor Steve. <laughs> <laughs> moment I just, of, uh, silence
2: Steve, moment yeah. of silence for Steve. Moment of silence for Steve. for your homie, Steve. <laughs>
1: it's been borged. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry I'm just really I got really attached to Steve to anyway so <laughs> so meanwhile uh, so while everybody on the on the planet are having the deal because they do end up finding Cochran actually Troy finds Cochran <laughs> she gets hammered gets on something called tequila She's she's she doesn't know what tequila is. Something called tequila. (laughs) Drunk Troy is kind of funny though, because it's like it's bad drunk acting. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's just tired. It's It's just just tired. Tired. Yeah.
0: And you have Riker just laughing at her the whole time. Yeah, it's like (laughs) 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 yeah. So um, Riker has to deal with uh, Cochran, who is a drunk and kind of a asshole um but also everybody wants to talk to cochran about how great he is which is not probably helping no but it's
2: a funny look at historical figures and how we put them on a pedestal and right. th- what they probably really were
0: well literally geordie tells him about the statue yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they do put him on a pedestal <laughs> but,
2: yeah yeah <laughs> we erase all of the negativity about a
0: lot of past figures that accomplished something. Little did they know that Zephram Cochran owned 12 slaves. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Tear that shit down. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah, so now uh, r- meanwhile, back on the ship, as the Borg are starting to attack and starting to take over levels, we get uh, we get a cameo by the, by the EMH doctor uh, from Voyager, Robert Picardo. Yep. Um, because, uh, Crusher has taken Lily back to the ship to treat her for, for radiation poisoning. She then, uh, while she's doing that, uh, she's supposed to keep her asleep because Prime Directive, which everybody on the, on the ground is just throwing that book out the window. And, uh, <laughs> they uh the borg start to break through uh sick pain. so she has uh robert picardo basically um distract the borg and he he doesn't know how because he's a doctor not a doorstop
2: right
1: right yeah I, I love that cameo it's yeah. really funny i don't even know voyager that well but i know that character and it's obviously robert picardo who has who graced to his presence on this podcast numerous times um so it's I, I, not I, as an actual <laughs> guest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're tight with Robert Picardo. We're like, wait, what? When he's did that happen? He's on all the time. No, uh, he, um, well, he's Gremlins, Gremlins and um, Total Recall. He's the the cab driver.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The buddy, the buddy cab. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, he, yeah. And, oh, by the way, funny side story. There is a second EMH that shows up at one point in Voyager on a different ship. And it's Andy Dick. No way. Yep. Oh That's, I think I remember that. That might be yep. too much, but I'd watch it. He was on the Equinox. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the Equinox.
1: Anyway. I like the story behind that, too, is he kind of fought for the cameo. Picardo did. He's like, well, they'd have the same technology. Mm-hmm. You know, why Why wouldn't I be on the ship? And then they are like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in a movie. And, and, he,
0: and he delivers the, the the Doc McCoy line. Yep. Yep. And he uh, he also says that he hears that Borg implants uh, cause skin irritation. You want an analgesic? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. So now Lily breaks off from from this intercepts Picard, who's also escaping because, you know, Picard has sent Data and um, uh, Worf and and a group of people to deal with the Borg. And when things get, uh, when they've adapted, there's a couple of uh, yellow shirts who have to get (laughs) assimilated before uh, they can escape. And so now Picard and Lily kind of start to have a friendship after after a tense start where, because Lily doesn't know where she's at, you know, and she thinks that, you know, she's being held captive. She's been abducted by whatever faction. Right. And, And, and. I yeah. do like how he tries to speak to her in her terms, where it's like, there's a new faction, and they don't want you to do the thing. <laughs> you know? And she's like, bullshit. <laughs>
1: what, what the where am I? Yeah. Who are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he eventually wins her trust, and they have to get back to the bridge, where everybody has basically gone back. Where all the officers are, while all the lower guys are... Getting destroyed. Yep. Yeah, they're getting borged. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're not on the planet helping I'd be like, Can I go and help yeah. fix the Phoenix? I volunteer to go down to the I wanna to go to the fun place where fun things are happening. <laughs> right. Where where there's this thing called tequila. I mean
2: Barkley got to go. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Borg wouldn't have wanted him anyway. Yeah. Oh he, actually he, no He might have you... taken the Borg down if they yeah, assimilated like Barkley, yeah.
0: Somebody pushed Barkley out in the way. <laughs>
1: He would
2: he would he would have annoyed them to death. <laughs> I bet you Data would have done it for fun.
0: <laughs> oh my god! This isn't fun? Oh, that reminds me. What what has Data learned in this movie? How to turn off his emotion chip. Mhm. And can I believe it was you that said uh, I wish he could have done that last yeah, time. Yeah, that would have been really <laughs> nice in generations. <laughs> I like that he has to like twitch his head. To yeah, do he it.
2: cracks his neck. Yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, so while all of the stuff is going on, data gets captured by the board. and this is when we meet uh, Slimy Mommy, <laughs> Slimy Mommy, yeah, board Queen, who uh, she's she's two pieces now. Do you think that there is a like one Borg, in particular, who has to like, like be in charge of carting around her torso part?
1: Maybe it walks
0: autonomously
2: without her. Oh, that would be creepy. Yeah, I don't understand.
1: Like, the, I horse mean, horse mean, other than just
2: of- being creepy, like, there's no reason for her to be separated and reattached at that moment. Anyway. Well, I
0: I think they try to play that up too, like because sh- the Borg Queen comes back around. In Voyager too. So I don't know if they're trying to say like this these pieces of her are just like replicated or does she have like some sort of I think she's a representation
2: more than a thing, right? She's probably she's horny. She's created she's by the, the community. It's making her because Data tries to ask her, he tries to get information about their hierarchy, right? Yeah. And she she doesn't really give a straight answer. And to me it's just like she is all of them just a a physical manifestation of all of their decisions she doesn't make decisions for them she is the decision right yeah she's the figurehead
1: yeah i I like that i i I was struggling with her character honestly i I, the performance is great she looks great but i but i also was asking myself why does this thing exist right what is what is she yeah
0: there there was i think the, uh, the concept of the board queen was something that was fought for for best of both worlds.
1: So, and so, like, the cutest kind of t- took over that role.
0: Kind of like the, the original plan for best of both worlds was to have Picard and Data be merged into a single creature. Oh, interesting. By, by way of the Borg. would they be a buttless Picada? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i
1: had to really keep from having soda <laughs> spit shoot out my nose right there
0: i did it i did it but just barely i almost went with buttless picardo but picardo that, that sounds good no because there's already a picardo and and yeah. he might be buttless he's a hologram yeah he has <laughs> butt. i am buttless hologram <laughs> um so yeah like the uh,
1: I and, I, and I and I don't really understand what she's doing with data. She's seducing data to become part of the Borg by promising to make him more human, but also while kind of denigrating that as a non-worthy goal. Okay,
0: so my impression of this is she is she wants full control of the Enterprise. To get that, she has to get data. Or she sure. assumes that she has to get data yeah I understand
1: what she her end goal I understand her end goal I right. don't understand her method her method where data is concerned
0: well yeah. I think what ends up ha- because a couple of things I think she is she is technically a flaw in the board perfection because like even data I think even calls that out yeah in so many words like basically it's like you're you're irrationally part of this whole thing Um. But I think what she's ultimately doing is she's because, like, one she she thinks humans are are bad, right? Like she thinks they're imperfect creatures. Data wants to be that, but she wants to also kind of make him like the perfect combination of uh, uh, man and machine. Man and machine. Well, that makes him a Borg too right i mean well, that's technically the whole thing is she's changing him into a borg T- technically yes but the but the idea is is like because that's the other thing it's like picard also is like you wanted me to give myself freely while well, she's found something that she could technically seduce yeah by giving data something he truly because and force forcing his emotion chip to be
2: on right right it's she, a it's a yeah it's a it's a little um you know. a little steamy it gets a little steamy they have that make out scene and Mm -hmm. and it's it's i wouldn't say it's sexy but there's
1: something very erotic about that scene like well it's it's
0: it's erotic in the sense the hellraiser is yeah you know it's like that's That's gross and scary and terrible yeah but there is a but but highly sexual yes yep hmm
2: hmm yeah, we just had another moment of silence for Steve.
0: <laughs> All Steve, pauses in this episode are dedicated to Steve. Steve got <laughs> Steve got got Borged into in fucking Borg.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> Steve. Anyway, uh,
0: so, um, so where are we? Um, yeah, so basically, she's she's seducing Data. Meanwhile, Picard is starting to become more and more frustrated. Um, the Borg are, are a little bit, are, are, he is either not able to keep up with them or is falling behind because he's becoming obsessed with defeating them. Cause they try to like set up the thing on the, on the deflector dish that they have to shoot off of it. That's a whole action sequence that's in slow motion, but also still tense, mm-hmm. which is surprising. Uh-huh.
2: Well, yeah, it's another one of those scenes where the Borg are like we don't give a shit what you're doing
0: until we think there is something that and you're that,
2: doing. And that's an imperfection in and them totally. as well. Because they're not really they don't recognize anticipating. Threat. They don't they have no anticipation mm-hmm. of threat only recognition reaction. of threat. Only reaction yeah. and then adaption.
1: Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. So that makes them really shitty chess players honestly. Yeah. yeah. It does.
0: You're always on the defensive uh-huh. almost. Yep. But at the same time But there's a relentlessness to them. Yes, because I think that was even something that was a Guinan. That's like they won't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. That's right. (laughs) It's the Borg motto. (laughs) Party animals. Party animals. Those Borgs. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. So the. (laughs) um, So the. Yeah, and like he is. You know, he loses crew members, but he doesn't seem to really care. He's singularly focused on killing these Borgs as a statement, but also as a, like, it's his duty. Yeah. Well, he calls it, like, he has an
2: argument with Lily, and I don't know if we're to this point yet, but I'm going to make us there. The argument with Lily where he's like, we keep going backwards. They come, we step back. So he's hiding behind this idea that, we must make a stand. I am going to draw the line here. Right. Yeah. And then she calls him Captain Ahab, which is an interesting callback. It to, really is. To Wrath of Khan. Yep. Showing showing Picard as the Khan character. Yep. Or the Ken character.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Khan.
2: Ken. <laughs> um, And that's like a really good. That whole scene is really good because it is. he has a moment where he denigrates Worf. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which calls is, him a coward yeah
0: which is yeah
2: no bueno to do to a klingon well yeah and Worf <laughs> says if you were any other man i'd kill you where you stand yeah, yeah. that's like powerful stuff yeah
0: in this movie because you believe it
2: right yeah, like yeah he'd eviscerate anyone that wasn't picard well
0: right? that that borg stepped up on him and he fucking was carrying a bigger
1: sword oh man that's so great when he pulls his his klingon weapon where is that what's that called oh it's not the it's not the one you it's think not it the, it's, it's not it's not the not big the staff one no. yeah yeah but, but it's something else
2: yeah i, I guess i skipped <clears throat> past that the the borg were going to send a communication to the other borg
0: in that time frame yes
2: in the future time frame no right? oh in that time frame, frame yeah. to come and get them and you know bring help basically but they have a slow-mo battle and win
0: right and and it slices uh Worf's suit open so he takes the guy's arm that he chopped <laughs> yes. off it's hilarious it. it's it's so the hilarious. arm is just flapping there though yeah. so good like
2: that would really work no but but it's, it's badass. Really funny yeah <laughs> the rest of his leg was exposed to whatever that bullshit was that i mean the atmosphere right he the kind thereof yeah atmosphere i guess i don't know i guess as long as it doesn't get to your mouth you're okay it just wouldn't create a seal no yeah no way. Well, that, well <laughs> if he
0: ties it above the hole, there would be a seal. Yeah.
2: A seal? I don't know about a seal. I think some would seep through, but maybe not I enough. I mean, in it a might vacuum. It slow... Grow.
0: Yeah. Uh, it Could slow down it could the decompression. Could slow it down potentially, but yikes. Well, I mean either which way it's badass. Uh, it's yeah. super cool. I am <laughs> glad, glad they did it regardless of whether it's scientific. Yeah. Not. That arms just like hey. so <laughs> another thing <laughs> where you allow
2: some bullshit in a good movie. Exactly. Yeah, where you this couldn't allow is, it
0: in yeah. This movie's loaded with with some things where you could say, but well, wow, what about but this is a really good movie. It keeps so, chugging on so you yeah. just let it go. Yeah. 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 It's like whatever, it's Star Trek,
2: you know. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. It's like I've seen a lot stupider things on good episodes. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't shit on this. So, um, Lily gets
1: through to Picard. Yeah. Ultimately, he realizes that he is endangering those around him. So he
3: decides to initiate self-destruct, get everybody off the ship. I don't think it was her. I think it was because he broke his toys.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah.
3: And then he was like, oh, now I have a problem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was his rock bottom. Yeah. His toys. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah.
3: I <laughs> thought Ken was serious at first. <laughs>
2: or are you serious? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like when you get drunk and you accidentally like break something and the next morning you're like, fuck, I broke that. Or when you lose your sunglasses
2: like I did last night. None of that has ever happened to me. I'm like the perfection that is the Borg. I don't ever break stuff on accident when I'm drunk. So let me tell you guys a story because this is funny. (laughs) I have a fan that stands on two legs, right? And I broke the base of it. So for the longest time, I had this fan leaning against my end table so I could use it for bed. Stephanie got me a brand new fan. I put it together, I got drunk, and the first night I got to bed <laughs> with the thing, I fell out of bed and landed on the fucking fan and broke both legs. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So I never I never do that. I never You never
1: do uh, that. Never
2: <laughs> You can't relate at all.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> Poor Jeff had uh, to miss that amusing story. Yeah, well, I, I heard something about you breaking a fan. I'll tell you the story later. Okay, there. cool. So we got
1: uh, to the point now where Picard has sent everybody off the ship, but he's staying behind because he's going to go save Data. And then meanwhile, on Earth, they are getting the ship. They're, well, they're going on a magic
0: carpet ride. Yeah,
2: they're going on a magic
1: carpet
0: ride yeah, and co- getting,
2: a, getting a warp one chancellor cronwell or whatever his name is (laughs) ran away and they brought him back um because he didn't want to be a he doesn't want to be a statue he He was was, yeah well
1: yeah it's there's we were talking about this earlier right didn't want to be a statue who's he's kind of buckling under the
3: weight the, of the weight his, of of his persona
1: well his future persona
3: everybody Jordy wasn't helping with that either
0: no. yeah exactly like he just wouldn't shut up about it no. <laughs> no well yeah because like even Riker's like hey um kind of we kind of chastised barkley for it and then he doubles down on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and then and then riker comes along it's like so uh no uh no prime directive huh yeah, yeah that's right
2: cool. what is the line that riker says to him though if you remember it, he I says, don't have time for this. No, oh, wait. No, that was it, when he shot. him. No, he says.
3: <laughs> he says You're talking
2: that, about. Go ahead. You had to tell him about the statue. Not yeah. then. When he's actually <laughs> talking to the. Why can't I remember the sky's? Zephyrm Cochrane. Zephyrm Cochrane. This, Cochran. <laughs> Cochran. it, it's this a, is why I should it's, have a, taken mouthful. Yeah. it's a mouthful. Zefram Cochrane. Um, Cochran, there you go. <laughs> he tells him his own line. Something
0: he oh, said. Oh yeah! Uh, was, don't don't try to be a great man. Just be a man. Right and that's what kind of he he like rolls his
2: eyes at it but he's and he's like who said it he's like you 10 years kind of like oh
0: that gives him i think enough of a push to to keep well, going to realize that yeah he's he it, it's and you got to also understand it's like it's hard it, it's got to be hard for somebody like cochran who is <laughs> let me get in the mind of somebody who's totally real um <laughs> that's impossible for you (laughs) counselor arbuckle yeah Yeah, right so i'm i'm assuming that the the character is you know i mean because like think about it like this it's like if everybody's telling you you're gonna do a great thing what is that likely to do probably prevent you from doing a great thing right um some people will be motivated by that most people would be scared of it. Right. And so on top of that, you're hearing all of these people from like what 300 years in the future basically say, Oh, you're so great. You're so fantastic. You I, I learned all the stuff that you did. And meanwhile, all you really want to do is find some way out of a pretty shitty world that you live in. And all he really wants to do is go to an Island, get drunk and be around naked women right he's only doing things for the money so it's you know so like obviously all of this you're going to be this great person he doesn't think of himself like that because he has no reason to think of himself like that right and so yeah it makes it makes the the situation that much more difficult he's kind of like uh elon musk in that way if you you know like I, i'm not you trying to trigger you
2: i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying like a person who does good things maybe not always
0: motivated for the right reasons. for the right reasons right that's all i meant he's he is short-sighted that he wants the money and the fame and the naked women on the beach what he doesn't realize is what he doesn't know which is oh no there's a bigger element to this right yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a
2: question about this time travel thing. Are we to assume then that the this generation's Enterprise unit has always been the cause of the new future? Is this that kind of time travel where they were always there and they will always be there? Or does the Star Trek universe just dismiss that kind of continuity uh, well, I, I, stuff? I don't think it can be because they would...
1: It's it's a paradox, right? It's
2: a 100% a paradox. So uh,
1: yeah, I mean, they are now. I mean, for all intents and purposes, like, that's the new version of what happened. Like I could well, see
2: someone seeing a picture of them in the future, kind of like back to the future right. where Picard and, is in and the And I don't know I don't know what know. they've done with that with
1: that character storyline
2: since in other shows uh, if
0: anybody knows. I think he's been brought up in Discovery and he certainly was brought up a lot in enterprise, at least early on. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I could see them being able to write a lot of like,
0: like uh, multiple timeline kind of. Well, if we right think of it, right? yeah, uh, yeah, you know the 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 JJ Abrams Star Trek is yeah. part of a weirdo timeline creation. It's right mul- because it's Spock is Spock yeah. is
2: from his own universe
0: yeah. in it yeah because like yeah it's like uh, he he creates the black hole that sends them back in time the so that's a divergent timeline yeah
2: that's kind of how i read the whole thing they were saying in this episode or in this movie when they were protected by whatever temporal blah 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 i'm like it's just an alternate universe yeah yeah right well i mean if 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 you're gonna
1: believe like no quantum physics and we're not, not going to quantum leave, strings but, but and yeah stuff like that. i mean it, it has to be i mean there's no other way to explain the logic behind time travel it has to be now as a, a divergent timeline
2: i'm sorry i always get time travel movies infuriate me a lot cuz i always get hung up on the details that should not be important in a good story but if you're going to use it you should yeah. have a reason right? i don't know but anyway let's press forward i'm sorry but the, you're right though this is not a closed
1: loop right it's not
2: yeah
0: wait where are we steve steve <laughs> <laughs>
1: um we've had the the first flight
0: yes and so picard has gone to and picard's gonna go find data right yeah. and he he i think this is a ploy he says to the board queen it's like hey i'll take my place at your side that's what you kind of wanted me for in the beginning um just let data go i think he also, it's a little bit of a ploy because that he also sets the self-destruct for the Enterprise. Because there's plenty more letters in the alphabet for them to build another Enterprise. Right. Wait, it's a ploy by, by
2: what? Picard. Yeah. Do you think Picard really thinks that the they're going to destroy the ship? I think I so. think in some ways he, it was his plan. I don't know to blow up the ship, not to blow up. the Oh, he never thought possibly, the ship would I mean, actually be blown up.
0: Well, I think he because, hoped that maybe if he went and saved Data, then they could turn it off and still figure out a way to kill the Borg. I mean, so this is this part of the movie is one of my least favorite. This parts. is this is a little wonky here at the at the conclusion because Data is also playing. So everybody is kind of playing a ploy here, right? Right. Because like the the Borg Queen accepts the terms. That Picard gives her, then sets, then tells Data to go free, and Data's like, "No," and she's like, Haha, i Told you, I win." And then Data's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna blow up the Phoenix," and then, "Nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set those torpedoes to miss, and I'm gonna blow out the the plasma and melt everybody's faces." Because I think this is one of those <laughs>
2: implicit yeah. trust things. Picard is acting like he thinks Data is going to shoot the ship. He knows he won't.
0: I think, I think there's... Yeah, because that... <laughs> I just watched an episode where it's like the whole... They trap these aliens that were fucking with them by simply the crew members giving each other a specific look. And right. it's like, yeah, you know each other well enough. A, a well-oiled uh, crew will but, be able to do this. But there's been enough
1: episodes with Data where he's been corrupted in some way Mm-hmm. where sometimes he's playing coy and sometimes he's not. He's truly being manipulated. So, they're definitely playing that card again, which feels a little tired to me. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's a little bit of a of a complication because you don't want to blow up your brand new enterprise. You need to get data back and the Phoenix needs to have a thing so that everything is wrapped up by the time the aliens come for first contact. Yeah. Steve, yeah, <laughs> I
2: was gonna give him
0: another three seconds. <laughs> he deserves it. Well, Steve was one of the first people whose faces got melted off when the plasma <laughs> was was ruptured. The plasma. Yeah.
2: Thing. So data's like, "Fuck you! I didn't shoot the ship. Now I'm gonna punch this thing and let out the. Is it plasma? I think some kind is, of gas yeah, or something. Yeah, that I think it, it's, it's plasma that burns the. It,
0: it burns uh, the organic, organic part. Yes, you
2: know, organic parts of the of the Borg which melts the queen's face and of course we know she the top half of her is mostly robot or should i say robot and yeah, sweat they're robots, in sweat. Yeah. <laughs> robots <laughs> and sweat yeah so she's still kind of alive there and dewy skin and and uh captain uh, crunch <laughs> breaks her neck <gasps> he crunches her neck yeah, yeah. he breaks her neck
0: <laughs> and that's it for the and, and uh, data's like hey i probably look like shit but i'm doing good yeah, yeah.
3: And, and then they were like, "You son you.
0: of a bitch!" And then they let they helped him up. <laughs> yeah. And so then they, and then what? Well, Where? then
1: they go. All the Borgs are dead because he killed the Queen. Apparently, that kills all the Borgs. Um, yes, it did. Because they're all dead now, which is a little convenient, but whatever.
0: Good movie. It's okay.
1: Yeah, move. Yeah, on. we're moving on. Um, and then they go back down to the planet. Enterprise doesn't have to blow the up the
0: planet Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's right. It's to Earth. <laughs> they go back down to Earth, and uh and I have a party. It's like it's like they're on Tatooine. It's the Jawas party. Yeah, we're not Tatooine. Fucking indoor. Yeah, and not Jawas,
2: uh, Ewoks. <laughs> Jesus,
1: yeah. you messed up. <laughs> what and then I messed oh, up? <laughs> oh, and then who comes? The the, the visitors come because they Ken. Receive, who shows up? Ken. Who shows up? Ken.
3: The Vulcans.
1: Yeah i was like that thanks for that
0: is, is is that was that a surprise or was that me. already written <laughs> into canon for some reason when they show well like because it, it was a surprise to me the first time i saw it like i don't i don't know why i wasn't surprised by it but it's like oh that totally makes sense it totally makes sense it's logical right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sure is um
3: well i mean who who else is it really gonna be well, I mean, it could be the Endorans. The Vulcans are like the nicest race.
0: Right, and they're pretty close to us. Yeah, yeah. so... Oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I just... <laughs> It'd be great if it landed and it cool. was just more bored. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> bork 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 bork. bork, bork, bork <laughs> but <laughs> but it just d... cut to a to be
3: continued. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but it really makes you kind of think about the relationship
0: between humans and Vulcans in a new way, too. Well, they definitely play that up with Enterprise. Yeah? Where, because like... That's like the the very, very early days of the Federation. Yeah. So they are, you know, it's like there's a reason why. It's like big brother, baby brother. A little yeah. Bit. And yeah. there's a reason why Archer is kind of saddled with the Vulcan that he is, that he also totally wants to bang because everybody wanted to. <laughs> mommy Vulcan
2: <laughs> or Vulcan mommy. I did it wrong. Uh, both, man. That Whatever.
0: Works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no but yeah it's like the the it, there's like a the Vulcans are kind of like hey these guys aren't so bad and the Endorians are like well I'm blue skin I have antenna and I think you're stupid I think you suck you suck <laughs> and then those pig face guys are like no you suck and then everybody <laughs> fights and Captain Kirk has to come in it's like no we're all gonna talk here about this and Spock's dad's gonna be there <laughs> yeah. That's an episode, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised it wasn't Sarek. Like, that would be well, a Well, he would lot have been sense. way too young. What do you it, do? It have about older Vulcans? Well, he wouldn't have been born yet by then. Uh, it could have. I mean, be... he could have, though, because Vulcans
2: are, like, really old, right? Yeah, not that old. They're not though. that old? Not 3,000 years old? It's not 3,000. 3, 3, 300. Like 300. 300. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Gonzo thought... was alive then. Guinan probably was. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm
0: talking oh, about. Oh, that'd be Gonzo. cool. <laughs> For super reaction. Gonzo,
3: yeah, Gonzo.
0: What? I wondered why what? they
3: got no reaction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was waiting for a Gonzo reference. Well, what? What if? What if Kainan had come? That would have been cool because then Picard would have been like, "Oh, I can't say anything." That actually would have been cool. Yeah, huh. especially since she was she
1: hadn't been she released was asked yet. not to
2: be on the on the movie. She hadn't been released yet, though. She was still in that she was still other. In Nexus? Yeah, well, I th- before the explosion because that happens two hundred and twenty-four years later. To where she comes to the Enterprise ship, like she was yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, still been in cool. The I guess it would have been cool. It wouldn't
3: have made sense, but it would have been cool. Yeah.
2: Well, then if it could make sense,
1: if they,
3: kill, if they killed all of the Borg in this one, then her home planet never got attacked. There are more Borg, though. Oh. yeah, there are more Borg. Oh, only the Borg that were with this <laughs> one. Borg. I was trying to go deep there. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: well, yeah, it still might have oh. prevented it.
0: it.
1: But only those Borgs got killed, and yeah, those but Borgs it still could have prevented
0: it. it. still could have prevented it. Yeah, maybe. Potentially, the 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 uh, Borg yeah. that are on the 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 um, Enterprise, the uh, dish, yeah, or. It was either the dish or the or the um, baby board ship, the sphere, Um, a couple of them crash land in in like the Arctic or the Antarctic, and they're in an episode of Enterprise. Oh, okay. Hmm. So there is some kind of future wackadoo weirdo shit there. Huh. Okay. Which could. I mean, that's one way. All right. And putting my nerd hat on here, that's one way you could say, "Well, things in Discovery are different because Enterprise is technically a different timeline."
1: Yep, mm. totally. It's a divergent timeline because i heard that that show does kind of trip over itself with that stuff
0: a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you introduce a whole new Spock family member—that's a problem. Oof. Yeah. Because, like, how how did Kirk not know this? Lady, right? You know. Anyway, yeah. All right. So but that's yes. like the
2: Anakin Skywalker C three PO thing.
0: Exactly.
2: Yes. yes. drives me
0: crazy. Yep. Yep. I'm thinking about Steve again. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they don't detect the Enterprise. No, because they use the moon's gravitational pull, right? To 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 warp their warp,
1: kind of whatever.
0: To warp their warp to bust their he's <laughs> Right yeah that's exactly You're right
1: because that's the thing chuck and i were thinking about the whole time it's like well if they don't detect the warp drive they'll they'll detect the fucking enterprise right oh, <laughs> yeah. orbiting earth the, the, <laughs> the biggest enterprise ever built yeah, yeah they'll probably see that one yeah like damn they're really far advanced <laughs> what's going on and on
2: earth they got better ships than we,
0: we need we need, to, we need to
1: check
2: in on this planet more often yeah <laughs> You mean you don't have to land that thing? <laughs> the redneck, redneck Vulcan.
0: redneck <laughs> well, Vulcan. Live long and <laughs> prosper. They have like space overalls.
2: I don't know what straw looks like in space, but
0: they have that. They have space Oh god. They have like they have like stupid space hats. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right so yeah this is um i mean yeah there there are little things about this and i could say it's like yeah some of the conclusion gets a little schlocky in this movie but i mean it's a lot better than two hours of pain that we just went through it's a
1: very very well-made movie very engaging Mm -hmm. very actiony very scary at times um very creepy at times I liked it. was kind of it.
0: frightening at times Very, too. Even
1: a little spoopy, A little spoopy. spooky. I I hadn't seen
0: this one quite some time, and um, I liked it. You it, zoned it out for me. several times because I think you're distracted by Doctor. I, I was Doctor. Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. Like, Wait, how did that person get? Th-? It's like did you? I was, con- you miss I was a-
1: confused about what they did with um, really? Lily. Yeah, but then I was like, oh yeah, they took her up to the ship. Okay, good. I'm back on track. Uh, but yes. Distracted. Distracted. Because <laughs> I wasn't looking at Lily. I was looking at Dr. Mommy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. So. Anything yeah. else on this, uh, this
2: uh, movie? Ken. Uh, Ken. <laughs> Ken!
1: Chuck is in the throes of puberty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm in a divergent timeline where I'm fourteen. <laughs> you're you're Benjamin Button. You're aging in <laughs> reverse. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I asked you if
3: you had any more thoughts on this movie. Uh nope. Liked it. It's way better than that bullshit last week.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah. Now, Ken, if I'm not mistaken. I also liked it. Go ahead okay yes sir jason how did you how did you he already said he liked I already it. said i liked it oh okay i don't I like quite this like movie no you don't. Don't know. no you don't
2: no you um, don't no
0: just yeah. gonna
1: watch generations again when we <laughs> leave <laughs>
0: It's like oh, finally, and I'm going to re-record all of my parts, of just <laughs> say just nothing, but take us out it. of it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: The two-hour episode on why generations is amazing.
0: <laughs> I bet you someplace he's there like, is. It's like those an fuckers won't listen article. to the like, episode after I
1: post it. I can get away with anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying Ooh. that I'm pretty sure that there is somebody out there who has either written an article, uh, created a listicle or yeah. a youtube video def- like just defending it yeah because they're the, the the older we get the more defense the um the prequels get Ugh. because those people are now grown up right and you know they're what do you mean those people you heard what i said yeah well it's true though like
1: that when that movie came out you know 10 11 12 year old kids really liked those movies and it's hard to argue with with it you know that it's that you like what you like i think your brother likes he does he did he loved those movies um and it got him into star wars and he was he's like a big star wars fan because of the prequels and it's like okay shrug but cool (laughs)
0: <laughs> but you're they still, still gonna- suck. <laughs> there, it there it is I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you want to say it uh-huh. yeah. Um, so no but uh, no I'm sure somebody out there defends generations or has the antithesis of this ep- you know of this movie first contact and it's like no this, this movie sucks yeah um, so uh, Ken I do believe next week's movie we are fans of which we are in the probably the minority of that with insurrection yep
1: i will say this is the one that i don't know very well i didn't see it when it came in the, out in the theater it took me a long time before i ever watched it on dvd i'm a little surprised by that i don't know why I, what year did I, it come out i, I kind of was 98 I was kind of checking out a Star Trek, I guess, you know, when this came out. I just wasn't really into it anymore.
2: Were you too cool for it? We had a lot going on in 98. We did. We were all getting older and partying. And I mean, I turned 18. I was kind of like... Yeah, that's so old. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't I wasn't into Star Trek. I was 21. I was too. Yeah.
1: It wasn't... And then I, I, I saw Nemesis 35. with you in the theater. You're an old man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Insurrection just kind of... I missed it. So. Yeah. I've seen it but I don't remember it. So This'll I'm be, actually really excited to watch it. This will be first time for
2: me
0: for sure. Yeah, um, this Insurrection is like a really good episode whereas like <laughs> Generations is a bad two-part episode. Insurrection is a good two-part episode. Mm. It it's it can't outdo this movie. So I would almost like it's kind of I'm kind of glad that we're not watching these two movies back to back. Because it can't compete with first content. Right.
1: It, it would be a little bit of a letdown. You know, yeah. The yeah. next
0: two both I really like. I'm not a huge fan of Nemesis. There are a lot of things I like about Nemesis. I uh, It's easily third for me. but I have not seen Nemesis since I saw it in the theater. <laughs> well, you watched some of it. I you did came watch up, some of it. Yeah, because yeah, yep. I was
1: watching. I, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it since. Um, I'm still, it blows my mind that Tom Hardy is yeah. in that
0: movie. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about that a lot. Teeny, tiny baby Tom
1: Hardy. Uh I'm sure we'll talk quite a bit about that. But, um, yeah,
0: that's our next two weeks. There's actually a really, really sad story about Tom Hardy and and Nemesis. We'll save it. We'll save it. Save it. It's a good hook. It's a good hook. Uh, So come back in two weeks for that. Next week, come back for Insurrection. Um, That is... uh, Yeah, like I said, it's it's not it's not a super exciting Star Trek movie, but a pretty a a pretty solid entry. uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I would say it's one of the better uh, odd numbered movies in the series. Oh, we should mention that this is Jonathan
1: Frake's first Star Trek movie that he directed.
0: Yes, he directs the next one, too. Mm -hmm. Um, He had directed several episodes as far back. I think it's season two. Mm-hmm. um so yeah the so yeah he's yeah that that really helps the overall cohesiveness of the movie also well i think it's also good for people to say yeah i don't i mean if they've been interacting with those characters mm-hmm. they'd say that's not what that character would do and and able to right understand that correct so. yep Um, all right, so that is next Wednesday. We have episode 181 Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, you can catch that at filmseizure.com. Um, also on Monday next week is a new episode of Monster Mondays. It is Westworld. Nice. Um, both uh, Monster Mondays and Film Seizure can be found not only on FilmSeizure.com, but also uh, the places where we have podcasts that can be listened to, like SoundCloud. Uh Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Audible. And then you can also go to our YouTube channel and find that stuff there. Um, and then on Fridays, uh, com is where you can read new articles by me. This upcoming Friday is oh shit, The Beast in Heat. Ooh, that's all I will say about that. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a Nazi exploitation yeah. sex exploitation. You got you
1: yeah, you got a nasty
0: look on your face. You didn't like it, huh? I didn't like that movie. Yep. It's not very good. It's not very good. <laughs> it's no ilsa, I'll tell you that yeah, much. Yeah. Um So, that is uh bmovieanima.com. You can follow all of these things on Facebook and Twitter. Um Yeah, and Instagram for film seizure. Do those things. Follow us. Do it. Yeah. Be kept in the know. So next week, uh, we will be talking about insurrection. Oh, uh, if you like what we do, buy us a coffee. Go to coffee, K-O-F-I dot com slash. We're going to get a
1: damn coffee. We're going to get a somebody buy us a damn coffee.
0: Buy us a goddamn coffee. <laughs> 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 As you can tell, we need it. Yep. Well, I gotta have something to pour over Steve's tomb. Yeah, um, so he's in a tomb. He's in a tomb. <laughs> Just yeah. throw it on the tomb. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so that's uh, next week. Uh, we continue trekation. I think we're. I think it's safe to say we will not hit the depths of of generations again this month. Good. Maybe not the heights of first contact, but definitely not the lows. I can. I can live with that. So, uh, Ken, I look forward to uh, having you back for Thanks, that. Thanks, Ken. Let's make it so. And uh, until next week, I'm Jeff
1: Arbuckle.
2: I'm Chuck Moore.
1: I'm Jason Oliver, and you have been listening to Film Seizure.